Corey would say that. So, uh, welcome again. My name is Daryl. Great to have you with us this morning. Um, if you're a guest here this morning, we're so uh, grateful that you've chosen to be here with us. And uh, I trust that um, your time with us would be, would be a time of not only building relationships, but engaging with God. I want to introduce you to my new friend. I got to tell you a little bit about this moose. Lisa and I were hiking on Friday. And uh, we uh, were hiking up the trail. This is up in Big Cottonwood Canyon. And this is, he's a young bull moose. You can see, I don't know a lot about mooses. I got, my, my experience with mooses is boo-winkle. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? So somebody was telling me they, they shed their horns and stuff. Like, I don't know that stuff. I'm going to have to do some reading. Uh, anyways, he, he was kind of moving the same direction we were. And I was fortunate enough to get this shot, uh, and so when we got, we, we hiked up to this little lake, and when we came over this knoll, there he was in the lake, right there, it's not very big, but it's the lake, and you know, he saw us and kind of grunted a little bit and started walking away, uh, but then he came back, and, and Lisa and I were sitting down, and we're there all by ourselves, and God's whispering through the breeze, and it was just quiet, and so he came around, and we're just sitting there, just looking and just being very calm. And so um, he went on the other side of the lake, and he started playing in the lake. And it was just awesome. And I'm just thinking, thank you, Lord. You know, just thank you. That's a, you know, he did it for about 10 or 15 minutes. And so uh, that's my new friend. <clears throat> So as of late, we've been talking about uh, some of the paradoxes in Scripture. Uh, for example, you gain by losing, and rise by lowering, and get by giving, and live by dying. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about living by dying. And, um, you know, as a young man, I remember early on, this is shortly after I graduated from high school uh, last week, um, I got a, I got that aging thing going on. Anyways, uh, I remember I, w- I was living down on the coast and lived in a house with a bunch of other people, and I asked me this question because I wasn't very happy, and I was extremely lost. And um, I asked a question one day. I, you know, have you have one of those real moments? And my real moment was, really, what is life really all about? You know, I grew up in a middle-class family. Uh, Both my parents worked. They worked very hard. My dad went to night school. You know, I mean, just around all this work, I became almost like a surrogate parent because I'm the oldest of the family to my three brothers. And, um, And I feel bad for my parents because as I got older, I was one of their biggest headaches, Uh, me and my other brother. Anyways, and he was a worse headache than me. I just want to say that. Uh, But, you know, you start thinking about what is really life really all about? And I asked that question. I had no answers. The only thing I knew, it could not be what I was doing. That I knew. I was, you know, I wasn't real smart, but I was smart enough to figure out whatever I was doing was getting me nowhere. And so shortly after that, 
um, as you, most of you know, that I came to Christ. And, and my life just changed. You know, uh, I found myself, you know, you yield your life. And I committed myself to Jesus. And through all of that, I, I, I saw through a different lens. And, and I was learning new things because I didn't grow up in church. And, and, and there's a lot of things about church I didn't understand. And I would come in. But I knew, and like uh, Daniel talked about this morning, and I knew that God's people is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be around God's people. And, uh, and I went to church every time they opened the door. I mean, they, they kicked me out of the sewing bee. I'm just joking. Anyways. So what, I, what I, I've realized, as you think about some of the things that Jesus t- teaches here, where he talks about if you want to gain, you have to lose. If you want to move up, if you want to move forward, you can become the servant of all. If you, if you, want, to, if you want to get, and I, I'm not just talking about getting in finances, but if you want to get in life, you give up. And then you live by dying. And all of those, one thread in all of those, all those aspects, I realize that I was the biggest problem with that. It wasn't everything around me. It was challenging to myself. So I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about that. But I would ask that, Lord, that you're great, that we're grateful for your presence. And I would say, Lord, fill our minds with your word. And let us see through our eyes, let us see you. And let us hear what you're doing. See and hear what you're doing around us. And let our heart be steadfast, strong, and consistent. And let us continually be filled with your presence. And help us to be vigilant in understanding what that is. So through our journey in the last few weeks, we talked a little bit about core values. And remembering what Albert Einstein said, he says, Try not to become a man of success or a person of success, but rather try to become a man or a person of values. In other words, let your life flow out of your values. And then I put up a list of core values that there you go. Uh, that I came up. These are mine. These are my core values. These are the things that are my true north. Uh, and and are they? Do I do I live there perfectly? Absolutely not. But I always return to them. I always consider. Them. When I make decisions, I'll sit there. Does this really represent my core values? And, and, and these core values I draw from Scripture. I draw, I draw from, the, from the Bible. Um, so in everything that I talk about, whether it be finances or, or relationships, all developed in these core values. See, without core values... Without centeredness, we just kind of wander through life. And life dictates to us what it's going to be like. Yeah. Isn't that true? 
And life is not all that easy, is it, sometimes? Matter of fact, I would suggest that this morning that some of us came into this building and you're here going, God, you know, I've gone all week and I've had all of these issues going on and I haven't even thought about you. Life has just gotten so pressured. I haven't even thought about you. I have a suggestion. My suggestion is learn to walk with God in life. Learn to walk with God in life. Learn to walk with God in your busyness. Now, I talk to God all the time, a lot. Yesterday I was doing some work in the yard, and Jesus and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, this would be a lot easier if you softened this ground. (laughs) Self-indulging, I know, but I did think that, and I did say it. But my, the attitude is, as Paul said, pray without ceasing. And, and that rela- pray without ceasing. And that relationship is cultivated by your conversation with God. And your conversation should not just it should not be an act. I'm going to church today so I can talk to God. No. Years ago I, I talked about, you know, I, I said. I have my first cup of coffee. The Lord's gracious. I don't have to talk until I at least have my first cup. Because then my crankiness doesn't come out his way. But after that, we, we chat. And I try to learn to chat when I'm, when I'm just doing life. Lord, how would you do this? Lord, what decision would you make here? How should I respond to this person? What are you doing right now in this moment? How, how, why am I here? <laughs> Is there an activity that you want? Something takes place in our lives when we walk with God that sometimes it's just difficult to explain. We have this relationship with the creator of the universe. And at best, sometimes people look at it and go, you're just weird. And I'm going, okay, I got it. (laughs) We become a different person. But yet we're the same person. And I don't know about you, but over, over the years, I've had people that had known me, friends that I grew up with, say, what has changed about you? And I've always taken that as a compliment. I've always taken that as a compliment. And and I would sit there and say, well, I've become a follower of Jesus. He's changed my life. And I've embraced the, the, the principles of Scripture. And I'm spending the rest of my life cultivating and growing in that way. And I tell myself that because I need to hear it. I tell myself I need to continue to grow in Christ. I tell myself that what I have right now, God wants to take me deeper. I ask the Lord, Lord, never let me be satisfied with my relationship. I know that God always has more for me. And then through all of that, we talked about, as we talked about giving and generosity, we, I'm reminded of what Winston Churchill said, when he said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. 
Powerful words. And that's wrapped up in those core values. So here we are in chapter 12 of of the Gospel of John. And Jesus is, is... had his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He's heading towards the cross. And beginning with verse 20, it says this. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration prayed to visit to Philip, one of the apostles, the disciples, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. And they said, Sir, We want to meet Jesus. And Philip told Andrew about it. And they went together to ask Jesus. Well, I'm sure everybody wanted to have a private audience with Jesus in those days, right? (laughs) You know? Everybody wanted to sit with Jesus. Hey, how can we get him? Now, now understand this. Now, people are coming to Jerusalem to worship where the temple is. The temple. Now, remember, where the temple was during that time, that is where the seat is. And that's where God dwelt. That's why the temple was so important that people would come to worship every year and give sacrifice. And so there were proselytes. And we don't know if these Gentiles were actually proselytes into Judaism, but we do understand they were at least seekers because they would come. And they're hearing about Jesus. The fame of Jesus is traveling through the land. And so they... they, Get Philip and says, hey, how do I get an appointment? It's kind of like me coming and said, I want to talk to Trump. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Although I think he could use some of my advice. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I have one believer. All right. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on. Jesus replied, Now is the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. And I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels. A a a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. And those who care for nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Those who don't care for themselves will keep this for eternity. That is challenging, right? That's a challenging word. Um, You know, I read something like that, and I'm just going to be transparent I read something like that, and I said, Lord, I need help with this. First of all, I need a deep understanding of what's going on here. And for, just to start out, just to start out. Remember when I started by saying this? I was my worst enemy. I was the one that would get in the way. It's not the devil didn't make me do it type of thing. You know, that 70 Flip Wilson thing. I know some of you could relate to that. Anyways, um, it's, you know... No, I made choices. And then now all of a sudden, as I'm reading through the scriptures, I am being challenged. And I would sit there and go, man, I, I, I don't know how to change. I've been this way. I've been myself for a long time. <laughs> you know? 
And truth of all, here's another little trans, transparent tidbit. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to try to change certain things in my life and made commitments, huge commitments, and failed like days later. You know, I just, I, I just was a weak person. I was just weak. I can't, then I came to Christ, and some of those things were a no-brainer for me. They just, they just happened. Now, other things kind of became a challenge later on, but in Christ's help, I can do all things. Hello? I can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And that's a true statement. Now here, what it says, <clears throat> as we go on, anyone who wants to serve, anyone who wants to serve, serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. There's a key. There's a key statement to that, what he said earlier. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. So unless a kernel is planted, it won't sprout. It won't become what it was created to be. And this is what he is saying about us. Unless we come into this place where we yield ourselves to Jesus Christ, we will never become what we were created to be. And, and I use this language a little bit, that you know we find our true self, so to speak. That doesn't take away from your accomplishments or anything, but anything like that. It, it isn't saying like you're worthless if you don't know Jesus. I'm not saying that. But there's something about when I come to know Christ, all of a sudden I really did believe I could overcome. I really believed that my life could change. I really believed that I could move forward. And I had a hope. And I wasn't scratching my head and saying, what is life all about? I realized I was on the greatest adventure known to myself. (laughs) We don't know if the Gentiles were able to get and have a meeting. We don't know that. Asking is free, right? I know some of you live by that principle. Anyways, let's move forward. A seed in my hand is weak and useless. A seed that is planted and watered and nourished sprouts and grows. And become something. Now, we plant a lot of things in our, in around our yard. Some produce fruit. And some doesn't. And we, we keep trying. And Lisa recently planted these seeds that um, are, grow these wildflowers. And they're beautiful. And so we have some planters. And she planted the seeds in those planters. And I have this other place that I tilled. And... We put some seeds over there, and the planters just came up, and they're just right now blooming. They're just gorgeous. And the ones over here are just like like this. And I go over there, and I talk to them. And I say, you don't get a move on, you're going to get a move on. And they're starting to listen to me. 
And but I, I ask myself, you know, probably they don't have the 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 nutrients that they need in that ground for them to grow as healthy as the other ones. I probably the ground is probably not as healthy as it could be for that to grow. How do we gain health in our spiritual lives? Right? I'm not, if I was to take a poll and ask how many of you read the Word every day, don't tell them, don't, don't raise I'm not asking. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, that's how we gain health. Whether it just be one scripture. Some kind of ongoing discipline. Because that's how we live. We die to self and we live to Christ. Matter of fact, in Matthew 10, 39 says this. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And that was one of the themes I heard you say today, Diana. You found it, right? That's a great testimony. Thank you so much. Thank you for your transparency also. Like the kernel that Jesus is talking about, you and I are small and insignificant, but we, have a, but we have life in us. And Jesus gives to all who are called by his, calls upon his name. Matter of fact, Scripture says, if you, call, if you search for me, you will find me. However, that life can never be fulfilled unless we yield ourselves to Jesus. And we're planted. Matter of fact, it says in Romans uh, 10, 8 and following, it says, and the message is, the, excuse me, and that message is that the very message about faith that we preach, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your hearts that he is God raised from the dead, you will be saved. If you openly declare Jesus is Lord, and that he was raised from the dead, and you call upon his name, this, the, what Paul's saying here as he writes this letter to the Roman church, says you will know Jesus. He goes on, goes on and says this in verse 10. For it is by that that God raised him from the dead that you will be saved. For it is by believing in your hearts that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. That's the promise of God. Call upon his name. If you will seek, if you look for him, you will find him. If you seek him, you will find him. If you call upon his name, he will be there. Amen. Galatians 2.20 tells us this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The only way to have a fruitful life is to follow Jesus Christ in death, burial, and resurrection. What it says in Romans 6. We identify with that. And then we, we deny self 
As John the Baptist would say, I must decrease and he must increase. Recently, I read a testimonial about some missionaries. And there's this missionary. You pick the continent you believe they're on. Um, but I read this testimonial. And these, this group of people went to go visit these missionaries, these cross-cultural workers in this country. And they got there. and They were living in some pretty challenging um, conditions. They were um, eating some pretty challenging foods. And they were missing their homeland. And then, you know, they're, 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 they're interacting with their brethren, the other people there, and, and we just don't know how you do this, you know. And they've been there for a while. They're, they're integrated in the culture, and, you know, they, ha- they had the God's work that they were doing. And um, one of, the, one of the, the visitors came and said, man, this is a tough place to be buried. And the cross-cultural work, worker looked at him and said, I wasn't buried here. I was planted. I was planted. Wow, right? See, you and I are planted. We are planted. And in that, as it says in John 15, talking about, you know, the garden of God, in that planting, God is taking care of us. He's nurturing us. He's cultivating us. He's helping us. See, it's death to life. And there's even hope beyond that. Death is a passageway to glory. One of the the promises, those who follow me will be with me in my Father's house for eternity. Let's have the worship team come forward. And we're going to take our... um, Ties and offerings right now. At the same time, great time to put your, your Connect card in the bag as it comes around. And we want to just say up front, thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for your generosity. And if your generosity helps us continue to do some of the things that we do. And I pray that God blesses you and keeps you and shows you and shows myself how we can live a total life of generosity. So the ushers will be coming around. Do we have ushers? Oh, big ones here. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you how this is going to work. We got people standing up right now. That's how it works. Thank you, by the way. But I want to remind you of this, that what it says in Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, planted. A new, a new person, planted. 
The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Brought us back through Christ. Another point that Diana said earlier. Brought us back through Christ. See, too many people believe that God is trying to take away life. Too many people believe that if I follow the Lord, if I follow Christ, then I'm, I'm giving my life up. And it's a true statement. But you don't, you're not giving up anything. You're gaining. We gain. That is the first thing I realized as I walked out the door, just receiving Jesus Christ as my, as my Lord and Savior. I realized I had just gained. And that just kept going on and on and on all through my life. Last over 40 years. I guess I didn't graduate last week. Anyways. <clears throat> but you gain. It's a rich life. It's a fruitful life. It's the best life. And there's none life out there that compare. I know that we can imagine... You know, I know if I only had this or if this was going well for me, nothing can take the place of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing can take the place of Jesus. Let's sing a couple songs. thinking about how too many of us feel like you're kind of going through life by yourself. It's like a pressure cooker. And you just, the, the feeling is, is like, my gosh, is there any relief anywhere? Is there anything ever going to change? And it's just, and it, it isn't just finances. It could be all kinds of circumstances, but it, it's just this pressure cooker. And I think that the sense, the feeling, as I was praying about it, that was you were doing it alone. You're doing life alone. And whether that's true or not, you feel that way. And because we feel that way, it's true to you. And you're doing life alone. So, And if that's you, if that's this what's going on in your world, the Lord wants to invade that. The Lord wants to, just like he did with Diana, he had a plan and she didn't recognize it until the time came. And then all of a sudden, mom and sister's there and they're taking her home. That's God's plan. She was alone, bewildered, clueless of what was going to happen. No hope. Pressure cooker. Felt very hopeless. I don't want to rain on your, you know. But, but if that's you, why just stand up? We want to pray for you. Just stand up. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And then what I want is, if you don't mind, the people around, the people standing up, just gather. We have some prayer team members. Just, just come and, and just gather around these people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. 
So Lord, we want to echo the song, you are great and wonderful. And we're asking in the name of Jesus that you step in. That my brothers and sisters here, all of those are they're brave enough to just stand up and say, I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to feel like I'm doing this by this. I want to see God's provision. Let it come now in Jesus' name. Let it come now in Jesus' name. Break down the barriers, oh God. Break down the hopelessness. Break down the negative feelings. Break through. We're asking you to break through, break in, and change. Start from the inside out, oh God. And I just want to bless you. Bless what God's doing in your life. In Christ Jesus, there's hope. In Christ Jesus, there's hope. We bless what God's doing. More, Lord. More, Lord. So those of you who are praying, just go ahead and, and keep praying there. And the, the rest of you if, you, if you need prayer, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Just before I close the service, this is important. Next week, we will have uh, the Lynch family with us. So they'll be with us. Um, I just want to let you know that. Um, the Lynch family are missionaries to the Ukraine and Afghanistan. So, may God open your minds and fill it with the word. May he open your eyes so you see his provision. May he illuminate your ears so you hear his voice clearly. And may he give you a steady heart, steady emotions, emotions that are recognized the movement of God in your life, emotions that are anchored in him. May you be blessed. And I ask these things in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Amen. Amen.